The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Coach Mike coming to you live from the Lee Company Studio here in Columbia. WKOM, WZYX, Facebook and Twitter live. Front Porch Radio, TN.com, WZYXRadio.net. Any of those ways. If you want to listen to us by George, you can find it. You can find a way. We've got a great hour coming up in this show. It is going to be a lot of fun. Tons of information coming to you. Uh, talk Braves. We'll talk Nashville Sounds. It's opening day for minor league baseball. Um, some SEC baseball information. And, of course, it's Top 5 Tuesday where we're going to give you our Top 5 Concerts. So that should be fun. Right now, however, we're going to go to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline where we have the Communications Director of Golf House of Tennessee, Darren Reese, on the line. He's going to talk a little bit about the Simmons Bank Open set to begin on Thursday. So, Darren, welcome in, and thanks for joining us here on the show. Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Hey, we're doing great, Darren. Appreciate you being on with us. Um, So... Tell us about the connection, first of all, between the Golf House Tennessee and the Simmons Bank Open and, and how this <laughs> fell to you. So, uh, basically, the uh, we the Tennessee Golf Foundation is the operator of the uh, Simmons Bank Open. We took it over uh, last year during March. And uh, so, uh, the Simmons Bank Open is a corn fairy tour event, which is kind of like the modern leagues of, of the PGA Tour, and it goes to benefit the uh, the Brant Snedeker Foundation, which uh, of course Brant's a Nashville native, plays on the PGA Tour, and uh, so Brant, we kind of run Brant's uh, Junior Tour, which is the Sned Tour is kind of a statewide uh, junior tour for kids, and um, kind of the mission of that is to keep golf accessible and affordable for all kids you know, from Memphis to the Tri-Cities. And so we've always had that relationship with Brant. And, uh, you know, he came to us and the tour came to us and asked if we'd be interested in running his uh, Corn Ferry Tour event. And so here we are. Now, this um, this was the Nashville Golf Open, and it did take place at Nashville Golf and Athletic Club up in South Brentwood. I guess yeah. <laughs> back off of Moore's Lane back there. Um, it has moved. This will be the first year that it will take place at the um, Grove over in College Grove. And um, that was announced, I guess, last fall that that was going to um, to be the case. So, yeah. 
Well, um, I mean, previously the, the tournament for the first four years they had it didn't have a title sponsor, and then Simmons Bank, which is Arkansas based, but they're kind of expanding into Tennessee. They signed on uh, for an eight year deal to uh, be the title sponsor of this event, and it's it's one of the biggest, uh, I guess, sponsorships of of the Corn Ferry Tour. So we're you know grateful for Simmons Bank and all they've done, and really can't do it do it without them. So. Um, but yeah, the Simmons Bank Open moves to the Grove, which is, I mean, for those that don't know, it's one of the, the finest, uh, I guess, private golf communities in the state. And it's uh, just kind of on off 840 there between Franklin and uh, Murfreesboro. And it's it's just an unbelievable place to be. So uh, we're, we're excited to be here. And hopefully the weather will start, start cooperating for us. It's been a wet week so far, but... It looks like the rest of the week's going to be good for people to come out and, you know, check out these future stars of the PGA Tour. You mentioned future uh, future stars. Um, a number of guys with some local ties have played on the Corn, corn Ferry, and I would imagine are set to participate in this in this tournament this weekend. What's that feel looking like right now? Yeah, so actually, I mean, the big story coming out of it, so the way the Corn Ferry Tour works, they have at each tournament, they'll have a Monday qualifier um, where, you know, there'll be 300 people at two different sites trying to get those last, you know, six to eight spots in the tournament. And so, um, I mean, a lot of it's, you know, guys that play on Corn Ferry Tour but don't have a spot in the tournament that week, or it could be local, you know, college players or whatever, but um, last night in, our, in one of our Monday qualifiers, we had two, two 17 year old high school kids. One of them actually plays on the Smith, on Brant Smith tour here in Tennessee. And they got two of the spots, two of the final spots to be in the tournament. Uh, one of them is Cameron Tankersley. He's a, he's out at, uh, in Dixon County. He's one of the better juniors in the state. And then the other one came from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty cool to have uh, a kid that plays on the Smiths or qualifying for Brant's, you know, PGA Tour event out here. So, um, but I mean, other than that, we got guys from uh, Vanderbilt, uh, played at Vanderbilt, played at Tennessee. Uh, John Augustine played at, at Vanderbilt, and uh, he actually finished runner-up in the USAM a couple years ago. He's in the field. Uh, we got Dawson Armstrong, who played up here at Lipscomb. Um I mean, we've got we've got probably at least a dozen dozen guys who uh, you know have some kind of ties to the state. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Darren Reese of Golf House Tennessee as he prepares for the Corn Ferry Tours Simmons Bank Open. Uh, so you mentioned this is kind of like a minor league to the PGA Tour. H- how does that work? Uh, how how did these tournaments help? players qualify for the PGA tour. So, I mean, it's the season, they have a season long, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, the same type of season that the PGA tour would have. Um, and at the end of the season, the top 25 guys on the corn Ferry tour money list get their PGA tour card for next year. So, I mean, the top 25 guys are automatically PGA members. So you're going to see guys out here that are going to be playing on the tour next year. Um, and after that, they'll have what they call the Corn Ferry Tour Championship at the end of the year. Uh, it's kind of like a qualifying type deal where 
the top guys in that tournament will also get some kind of PGA status next year. So, I mean, there's several guys that are out here this year that you're going to see on the big show. And, I mean, you're talking about guys that have, you know, came through the Corn Ferry Tour and made it to the PGA Tour. I mean, we've got guys like, I mean, Brant Snedeker, who who is local here. I mean, he got his start on the PGA Tour. I, I saw a stat somewhere uh, recently where, like, 75% of the, the winners on the PGA right now are, I mean, actually played on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, I mean, one of these days, these guys that you see out here are, are going to be on TV and going to be playing in the in the the big tournament. So, I mean, it's your chance to kind of come out and get up close and, and see them. And, you know, just uh, one day you'll be able to see, say you saw them way back when. So, Among the um, entrants this week is also former MTSU All-American Kent Bull, who is um, – He's got a sponsor's exemption for this one, so um, apparently he's he's had some health issues that he's been dealing with over the last little bit, and is um trying to get back into the swing of things and, oh, and nice. pursuing that that card as well. Um, yeah, what, so actually, uh, yeah, like you said, Kent had some uh, some back issues, and then I think he had a heart uh, heart problem, and so he spent the last couple years on the sideline, but. Um, He's trying to, you know, get back out here on tour. And so this, this will be, uh, I think he actually played this past week and made the cut down in Huntsville. And so, um, he's trying to get, get a little bit of momentum going. And I mean, he'll, he'll be a, a big time draw out here being a, a former Middle Tennessee State player and, uh, still lives in Murfreesboro. So we're, we're excited to have Ken out here. Um, so, um, yeah, I would imagine not only will he be a big time draw, but he might have a little of an inside track. Um, I think Middles plays their their home matches at the Grove. I mean, would that familiarity help him this week? Would you think? So, uh, Mo, and especially, I mean, with the weather today, I mean, if if these guys aren't aren't able to go out and play eighteen today's practice round day. I mean, if some of these guys aren't able to go out and play the full 18 or weather comes in, they're not even able to get on the course. I mean, that, like that could prove an advantage for guys like Kent. Uh, Jason Millard, he's in the field. He also played at MTSU. Uh, Dawson Armstrong, like we mentioned, this is his home course. So, I mean, you, you think it may favor those guys that uh, if, you know, they, they've seen the course and some of these other guys aren't able to get out here today. With the amount of rain that we've seen the last couple of days, any chance the program gets played tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, like I said, these guys are going out and playing practice rounds today as long as there's no more rain. And okay. I mean, the Grove it, the Grove drains so well. I mean, it's, like I said, it's one of the – Greg Norman, the, baby. Yeah, one of the top facilities in the state. And they actually have a, a six – six inch sand cap on top of it so it drains unbelievable like i went out there yesterday after i mean i think between monday or sunday night and yesterday about noon they got two and a two and something inches of rain out here but i mean you go out here and walk on these greens and i mean they've still got a little speed to them i mean they're they're still in great condition so Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Darren Reese of Golf House, Tennessee, he and and his crew are getting ready for the Simmons Bank Open. Um, 
this week's tour stop on the Corn Ferry Tour. And, um, Darren, this, this four-round event starts on Thursday at the Grove, out in College Grove. Can people still get tickets for this event? Uh, yes, sir, Mo. You go to uh, TimothsBakeOpen.com, and uh, they're $15 for one day, or you can get all four days for uh, 50 Um and like you said, the, the first two rounds would be Thursday and Friday. Then they have the cut, and um, I mean, come out, come out, enjoy the weather, get outside on Mother's Day this weekend. Um, so all kids get in free. All first responders, military veterans, and healthcare care workers get in free. All you have to do is uh, you know show up at the gate and show proper identification for that, and they're they're going to let you in. And so. I mean, we're, we're welcoming anybody that wants to come out here and then just enjoy uh, what we hope to be a sunny few days and some outdoors and some great golf. Uh, we've actually, there's an area on number 14 called the Sand Trap, and that's kind of the place where, you know, you can go over there and get food trucks, drinks. Uh, you know, they got games. There'll be some live music. But we also have a... Uh, a floating island green out there in the shape of a guitar. I don't know. You may see it on our social media if you mm-hmm. go to Simmons Open. But uh, we got a floating island green guitar out there, which anybody can go out there and hit at it with your tournament admissions. So, um, you know, besides the golf, we just want everybody to come out and have a good time and uh, just enjoy themselves. Now, will Brent be around, or is he playing elsewhere this weekend? Brent will be here. Um, he He'll. Uh, we expect him to be here at least for the the, uh, the trophy ceremony and everything on Sunday afternoon. Uh, he's he'll be out here for the pro am tomorrow, which isn't open to the public. But um, no, uh, we expect him to be here Sunday to kind of hand out the trophy. He's actually playing in a father son tournament over at Golf House in the morning, and then he's going to come over here. So <laughs> busy day for Brant, even though he's not playing in an event. Should be a lot of fun. We this is exciting. I, I had no idea that it was even happening until Mo had let us know what uh, what was going on. So super pumped to hear about this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I love the sand trap. I was I was perusing the website as we were talking here, and and looks like you guys have really tried to create a fan friendly atmosphere, a family friendly atmosphere, and one that. Uh, that will be a lot of fun for anybody who does get a chance to get out there. And what better way to spend, you know, a couple of days on a weekend in the sunny 70 degree weather than on a golf course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, even if you don't, I mean, if you're just a casual golf fan or you, you know, you may not know the players in it. Yeah. We want everybody to come out and have a good time. So we tried to, you know, incorporate some things that, you know, everybody can enjoy. And, you know, like I said, this is the first year and with COVID and everything, you know, we've kind of had to, you know, kind of ease into it. But hopefully in years going forward, it turns into uh, something that, you know, the community embraces and we'll add, you know, even even more things that people can come out and participate with. So, you know, we want it to turn into something that the, the community in Williamson County and Middle Tennessee is proud of. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, we're out here to, to crown the champion that'll, that hopefully will go on to be a PGA star. Darren, tell us a little bit about Golf House Tennessee. 
All right, so uh, Golf House Tennessee is located in Franklin uh, over by Vanderbilt Legends Course. Um, inside Golf House Tennessee is the uh, Tennessee Golf Foundation, the Tennessee Golf Association, and the Tennessee Section PGA. And, of course, the foundation is the one that uh, is running this event. And the foundation basically involves anything that has to do with junior golf in the state. Like I said, we run Brant's. Sned store, which is, um, you know, the goal of that is to keep it affordable. And the Sned store will host 150 tournaments, like I said, from Bristol to Memphis throughout the summer. So there's so many opportunities for kids to be involved. And that's for all skill levels, all ages. And then, you know, we do stuff like the First Tee of Tennessee. We do Scott Stallings, uh, another PGA pro who grew up in Cookville. or grew up in Knoxville, he played at Tennessee Tech, but he has a, a kids play free program over in East Tennessee, and so we're involved in that, and that's highly popular. But And then also at Golf House Tennessee, we have, of course, the nine-hole par three course and the Golf House Tennessee Learning Center, which we have, you know, clinics and lessons and all that good stuff. And, I mean, there's just uh, so much going on over there right now. Golf seems to be popular during the pandemic because people can still get outside and play it. And, you know, we've heard all kinds of stories of people learning the game or being reintroduced to the game during COVID and all that. So, I mean, golf's popular. And if they go to tngolf.org, they can find all we offer. And, you know, we'd, we'd love for you to come out and play nine holes. You can get it in in an hour or come out and take a lesson or be a part of one of our classes or clinics and, you know, we'll definitely if you if you have an interest in the game, we'll definitely get you where you need to go. Uh, you know, money and any other obstacles that we, you know we're trying to trying to clear that way for you. So there you have it. Um, follow Darren on Twitter. It is is it it's at TGA Darren Reese, correct? D A R R E N R E E S E. That's it. TGA Darren Reese. And of course, follow on follow along on Twitter if you're not at the Simmons Bank Open. It's at Simmons Bank Open. Pretty, <laughs> Pretty easy. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. That was nicely done, sir. You could have you could have figured that one out on your own, but I wanted to tell you anyway. <laughs> yeah. We want to make it as easy as possible. Um Darren Reese of the Golf House Tennessee here with us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Again, the the Simmons Bank Open. I hesitate to call it the inaugural Simmons Bank Open because it previously existed as the Nashville Golf Open, but it's got a new location um, and a new name, and it begins Thursday again at the Grove out in College Grove. Tickets are available. Go to the website, SimmonsBankOpen.com. And Darren Reese, appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. No, thank you, Mo. Good to, good to hear from you. And, uh... If, if anybody needs anything, they find me on Twitter and send me a DM, and I'll be happy to get them out. I mean, if they want to come out, then I'll make sure they get out here. We'd love to have as many people as we can and uh, come out and enjoy enjoy the course, enjoy the golf, and uh, you know, we'll look forward to seeing everybody out here. Sounds good. All right, Darren Reese on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got baseball. Plenty of baseball to talk about, like every level of baseball in the 
in the area. So if you like baseball, stick around in the next segment. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint from the Lee Company Studio. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, coming to you live from the Lee Company studio on WKOM 101.7 FM, WZYX. 1440, 90, 95. Three? Three, I think. I believe so. <laughs> they have a lot of... Uh, they have a lot of frequencies. There's a there. lot of ways you can hear us on the Eagle. 94.5. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of options. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. WZYXradio.net and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Of course, we are on Facebook and on Twitter this morning at SM underscore TN Sports and at SMTN Sports on Facebook. If you can't find us just by searching Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Let's talk some baseball. Because the Braves are hey here's a, here's some positives. The Braves bullpen did not give up any runs last night. Yay! Sure, they didn't play, <laughs> but they also didn't give up any runs. And so we're here to talk about the positives. <laughs> Indeed, I think he just shot your wad right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's what we got. That's, that's about it. It's what we got, okay? Uh, as the 12 and 16 Braves travel to the 12 and 12 Washington Nationals tonight, they will. You said it, and it's. You, you called them by their full name. The, the Nationals? No, they're the Nats. Well, the Gnats? Yeah. Um, the G is silent. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a six oh five first pitch. That is a six oh five first pitch. Um they may be on our sister station one oh three point seven. They may not because Columbia American Little League is typically carried on Tuesdays, but if Columbia American Little League is rained out, then the Braves would air. And if they are rained out early enough, 
pregame would begin at 4.50, which is an hour and 15 minutes prior to first pitch. So, you know, you can check in at 4.50. You can check in at 6.05. If you check in at 6.05 and you hear Lou Maddox, then the Braves are not airing. So... (laughs) That's that's a I good mean, that, 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 that is a really good way to do yeah, it. That's that's all I can tell you. All um, right, especially with today's weather. So we have checked off Little League, and we're talking about the majors. So Little League and majors, the Boom. lowest and the highest level. Uh, <laughs> the, the The Braves are taking on Joe Ross tonight, um, and we don't know who the Braves are starting. It's. Hopefully it's not Drew Smiley. Could no, be, he's on the IL, it right? It could be Waskari Noah. No, actually, Drew Smiley went to the, the alternate training site. That's right. Yeah, with his $11 million contract. Wow. Which which is worse, this one or Hamels? I think this is a worse this contract one. because we didn't even pay Hamels well, much. Well, I mean, Hamels didn't perform at all. This guy performed badly. <laughs> it's true. It's just, I'd rather have no performance than bad performance. I was about to say, is no credit better than bad credit? Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I guess it's kind of six and one half yeah. dozen or the other. But neither yeah. one will buy much. <laughs> there is that. Um, so yeah, as, as long as we're talking about different levels, I guess um, there's also a ball game at nine ten tonight Central Time at at that highest level. There is. Um, that will be of interest to various locals. This one is probably, uh, I mean, you could watch both of them, probably. Yeah, sure. At uh, 9-10 tonight, the Pirates will travel to San Diego. Petco Park. Petco. Mm-hmm. They're not just a pet store. They are, What's have you guys seen the commercials? They're a... Uh, Health, 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 and wellness. Health and wellness for pets. For pets, yes. Oh, good lord, it's a whole ordeal. <laughs> yes, the, 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 the commercial is, is, is. Can we say highfalutin? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's something. Wow. Okay, it's it's a little ridiculous, is what it is. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's uh certainly going to be an interesting night and of interest to several in the southern middle Tennessee area as it appears Ryan Weathers is set to get the start uh, so if you are so inclined you may watch it because it is the free MLB.com broadcast tonight Weathers goes in 1-0 and with an 055 ERA 055 055 he can't drive 55 but he can give up he, yeah just 55, 0.55 earned runs. Yeah. 1-0 with an 055 ERA, one save and six appearances. 16 strikeouts and 16 and a third. That's insane. As I told you, his whip is 065. Walks plus hits per, per inning pitched. He gives up less than one walk or hit per, per inning, inning pitched. That's insane. And yet he's only thrown 16 and a third innings. I, I understand the Padres. I, I understand them taking precaution. Care, yeah, yeah, with 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 his arm and with the fact that he threw so few pitches last year, and he's still you know relatively young, and and they are being Cautious. hyper yeah. careful with their investment. But 
I mean, at some point you got to turn a young kid loose. I mean, especially when he's doing nothing but performing at the highest level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so we'll see how that goes tonight. Um, what else we got? Well, I, I mean, let's move on down to the the next level. The next level next down. Level. Because yeah. it's opening day. It's opening day in minor league baseball at all levels, including the AAA level, as the Nashville Sounds will travel to Toledo to get started tonight. I think they play six up there. Before I think Monday is a universal off day throughout minor league baseball. And so so they will begin the first Horizon Park portion of their schedule next Tuesday. And um, on Friday, here on these same airwaves, we will be joined by veteran sounds play-by-play announcer Jeff Hem um, during this hour, probably at the top of the 10 o'clock hour on Friday. And we hope that that will be a regular segment throughout the season on Fridays at 10 as he gets us up to date on what has happened with the sounds and what's going to happen with the sounds. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it, it appears they will be in Toledo for six and then they'll be off before they come back home for, um, a 12 game homestand between the Redbirds and the Stripers. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's, Toledo's got one of the most interesting mascot names I've ever heard. The, the mud hens. The mud hens. Yeah. Uh, what's the history behind that? Uh, it's, it's been. There I know it's forever. been that for a yeah, long time. I, I don't. I, I was just. I I don't know what the history is, but um, managed to get up there for the 1965. Is that all? Is when yeah that's that's when they became a team and they moved from Richmond, Virginia, which is apparent that's that that's where. It was, oh no, it was Bristol, Virginia. Just kidding. I was hoping it was the same Nietzsche situation, but it's not. Uh, no, they. Speaking of interesting nicknames, Richmond is now the Flying Squirrels. As they should be. Yeah, all right. Because certainly. You, you don't find Flying Squirrels anywhere else except in Richmond, just like you don't find Mud Hens anywhere else except in Toledo. Toledo. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly, I don't think there's any kind of. Connection. Connection. Now, I will say this. The Mud Hens is not nearly as cool as the nickname they held beforehand. Okay. The nickname used to be the Swamp Angels. The Toledo Swamp Angels. No, they, well, they were, the Mud Hens era began in 1896 with the Swamp Angels who played in the Interstate League. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I wonder if they ever wear any throwbacks to the Swamp Angels. I would hope so because yeah, they definitely need to. That would be awesome. Absolutely. I don't see anything that, that gives me a history, any on, history why on it. Okay, it just, it just struck hens. me as. But, uh, you know, minor league teams all have weird names, yes. and, and Mud Hens is one of the tamer yeah. names. I mean, yeah, it's not Montgomery. Trash Pandas. It's not yeah. Trash Pandas yeah. or the, the, Biscuits. The biscuits. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, or the Stripers for that matter. With a big bass on your front, whatever. It's not Commodores or Cardinals either. Um, number two Vanderbilt travels to number fifteen Louisville today. That game was originally scheduled for six o'clock Central Time. It will now be played at three o'clock because 
surprise, they're expecting inclement weather in Louisville later today. Well, so and, and that's kind of close to Toledo. <laughs> You know, and I mean, eventually you would get there, yeah. uh, weather-wise. But there is a forty percent chance of rain at seven o'clock in Toledo. Other than that, that's it. So they probably will play the Sounds game tonight. They should. They will probably get this game in as well as they play for the barrel. Yeah, and you can see this one on ESPNU. Of course, you can because one, it's a huge rivalry. Two, it's a top fifteen matchup. Yeah, so. Well done to ESPN to be smart enough to broadcast move, this one. To move with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's ESPN you? What the heck else are they broadcasting? <laughs> SEC storied? Like, I, I don't know. Hey. I mean, there's some pretty good. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, and you have live sports available. <laughs> it would behoove you to play them, to air them, yes. Um, before we get out of this segment, want to mention this day in Braves history, like we always do. That's correct. On May 4th, 1970, with his third inning RBI single in the Braves 5-3 victory over Pittsburgh, Rico Cardi <laughs> establishes an Atlanta team record by getting a hit in his 23rd straight game. 30-year left fielder who hasn't had a hitless game since opening day will go on to set the team record, well, the Atlanta team record for consecutive games with a hit at 31 and will go on to win the National League batting title for the 1970 season with a 366 average. That's hot. Hey. That's hot for a whole year. 366? It's it's tough to hit 350 in the major league. That ain't bad. Um, so that 31 game hit streak stood for a long time. It did stand for a long Until. time. It stood for 41 years, actually. Until 2011, when a former Columbia Central Lions quarterback, (laughs) Dan Ugla, broke that record, hitting in 33 straight games for the Braves. I still can't believe Dan Ugla hit in 33 straight games for the Braves. But, you know, all you got to do is get one hit. And I, I remember that streak. There were a lot of one for fours. In that streak. It don't matter, though. No. I mean, I think he wound up hitting 233 that year with a 33-game hitting streak. Yeah, I think I want to say at one time he was hitting, I think that's what it was, that they were talking about how his average is, you know, sub-250 yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the middle of a, a very long hitting streak. Very long, yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. But, yeah, so – now we have checked off college, pro, minor league, minor league, and little, little league. So I might as well tell you that tomorrow starts the district 12A tournament as we just got the bracket on Twitter from Summertown. As uh, But we didn't just get the bracket because Marsha Johnson at Summertown sent it to me yesterday. Well, might as well go you ahead. You just got the bracket. Might as well go ahead. Well, it, it was posted 11 hours ago, so it was yesterday, but I wanted to go ahead and throw it in this segment as Collinwood and Perry County and Wayne County and Frank Hughes will play tomorrow at Summertown. Summertown's hosting that tournament. So, so they're playing it all at Summertown. That is correct. Because just because we got it didn't mean I looked at it. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to check the box. There so we go. So every we... single level of baseball that we cover <laughs> here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today is uh, has been has mentioned been mentioned in, in this, this segment. segment. 
So there you go. We we are nothing if not versatile. <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it is Top 5 Tuesday, and we're going to talk about the concerts and musical acts that we have seen, and we'll let Mo be upset again today for the one he hasn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm perpetually upset for the one I have Every single day, he's just, it's just sad. But anyway. Hashtag purple tears. <laughs> oh, nice. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint with Top 5 Tuesday. We're live from the Lee Company studio. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Tennessee sports today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo, Pat, and Coach Mike coming to you live from the Lee Company Studios. Mo, I have tagged you in that tweet. Cool. Since we're doing lists this morning, yeah. Uh, for the next three minutes, we can talk about the top 45 dormant college football rivalries as listed by at Big Game Boomer on Twitter. And number one, he has Michigan, Ohio State. And number two, Tennessee, Alabama. Of course. <laughs> number three was Texas, Texas A&M? Correct. Yeah. Um, interesting, interesting on this list that I thought uh, – Louisville, Cincinnati at 13. I assume this is football. Yeah, top 45 dormant oh, college football rivalries. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, um, Reading is fundamental. Yeah, I just <laughs> went right over the football word. Uh, Georgia Tech, Vandy at 18. Kentucky, Indiana at 19. Alabama, UCF at 21. And that's pretty funny if you think about it. I'm a little shocked to see this LSU Tulane at 9. He, yeah, that's. I mean, it it was a fun rivalry back in the day, but now I'm not sure it would how not much be, fun. I'm not sure how much fun it was for Tulane. Well, I it, mean, let's see. <laughs> so the top five again is Michigan, Ohio State at one, Alabama, Tennessee at two, Texas, Texas A and M, Pitt, West Virginia, and I think a lot of people miss how significant that was they called it the backyard brawl i'm I'm not sure it's it's not very far from pittsburgh to morgantown i don't think it's not 100 miles of hate of western at mtsu but 
something along those lines. At five is Kansas, Missouri. So, yeah, this, problem, this is fascinating, man. This is good stuff. I the like battle, this. the battle for the Tiger Rag. Eight LSU's on an eighteen game win streak from nineteen eighty three to two thousand nine. That was their last meeting. They haven't played since. Um, LSU leads sixty nine twenty two and seven. You take those eighteen where LSU certainly has taken a sec a, a leap. Mm-hmm. You take that out, and you're looking at fifty one twenty two. They've doubled them up, but I feel like it was still probably a pretty solid rivalry um, back in the day. They, I will say, two. I think Tulane won like one time since not from nineteen fifty one to seventy eight. <laughs> A lot, so, of, a lot of these rivalries, as you look, you realize were lost because of conference um, realignments and that yeah. kind of thing, like Maryland and Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, Memphis, UAB. Memphis, we well, Memphis, Southern Miss. Oh, Cincinnati, Memphis, Louisville, they're there. Yeah. 40. Uh, Cincinnati, Louisville. Mm-hmm. But um, this is Indiana, Kentucky at 19. They should play. I don't know why they don't play. They absolutely should because, I mean, you have to play a, a P5 team anyway. Yeah. <laughs> in an attempt at humor, Alabama Central Florida checks in at 21. Yeah, that was hilarious, I thought, if you really think about it. That's that's pretty funny. Uh, so, uh, This is good. I this like is a good this. list. Yeah. This is a good list. We'll retweet that onto our timeline. And if you want South to, Carolina, Coastal Carolina at 27. Wow. It helps that you know what these um, logos, logos are. are. Yeah, yeah, you got to know the logos. You, you got to know the logos. Yeah. Anyway, interesting. Check it out. It's on our timeline at SM underscore TN Sports. Um, I just saw a... <clears throat> Spring Hill Lady Raiders softball at page or versus page has been postponed to Saturday at noon. So they're looking at uh, playing tomorrow against Independence, Friday against Ravenwood, and Saturday against Page. So Spring Hill Independence, this will be their third attempt to play that game <laughs> at Independence. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully they have umpires <laughs> this time. <laughs> All right. Those do come in handy. Yeah. Yeah. The first time they had to move it to Spring Hill because the field was messed up. The second time they didn't get umpires and now they'll play tomorrow. So hopefully. I think you just draft a parent from each team if you don't. (laughs) Let's go for it. All right. It's time for Top 5 Tuesday, brought to you by Mid South 5 Fitness with two locations. Two great locations, one in Columbia, one in Franklin, Mid-South 5 Fitness, Thalus Steel, and SteelAthletes.com, S-T-E-E-L-Athletes.com. Go check them out. Great folks. Great folks. These are our top five concerts and musical acts that we have seen. Yeah, when you qualified it, you just messed me up. I'll have an honorable mention, and you have the totality. All six of those are the totality of all the concerts I've ever seen. That's awesome. Go for it. (laughs) Let's go for it. All right. You have an honorable mention, so go ahead. Yes, I have an honorable mention. Just happened uh, just recently. uh, T. Graham Brown happened here in Bell Buckle. Do love some T. Graham Brown. Turn some wine into water. Yeah, he, he had just coming off their long, long COVID break and, and, and stuff like that. Good show. Uh, a lot of stories and, and, and stuff like that. You could tell, uh, you know, they've been off for a while and, and, and stuff like that. He had to 
had to really work hard to get through the whole thing. I had just Googled him for some reason last week. What was his big hit? Um, Water to wine. Well, uh, his uh, his big hit was uh, no. It was um, God. If you hadn't asked me, I'd have told you. But um, if, if I hadn't asked you, you wouldn't know that I wanted. It to was know him. hell and high water, and yeah. I tell it like it used to I be. I tell it like, like it used, used to be. be. Those that are his was, two. Yeah. Those were his two big hits, and then Wine in the Water went. And all of those were played at that concert. Of course. I, I think I think I heard I Tell It Like It Used To Be one day last week here in the building. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so my number five is Sticks, the Grand Illusion Tour at Murphy Center. <sighs> okay, I have to tell a quick story about this, because back when there were answering machines in your house, my dad recorded... Welcome to the Grand Illusion. Come on in and see what's happening on our answering machine. And he said, the Grand Illusion was, you thought we were home. But we're not. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my all-time favorites right well there. Well played, ATO Sports. Good job. Good job. Oh, man. My number five, the 20th anniversary tour of Cinderella and Poison, two days before their trip to Atlanta, where... The poison, poison CC Deville and Brett Michaels got into a fight and the tour ended. So I saw it two days before it ended in Birmingham. Poison and Cinderella, good stuff. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Uh, my number five was uh, Barry Manilow when he showed up in Nashville two years ago. Stuff. Uh, probably the highlight of the show was his uh, commercial medley. I did not realize how many commercials that man had a part of. Yeah, yeah, and stuff. So. He could be bought, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number four, and um, I think it speaks to my list that is number four, Aaron Neville at the Ryman. The Ryman is a good place for a concert. And, and Aaron Neville puts on a heck of a show. I would love to see Aaron Neville. I would. I, I like to go to the National Palace when they have the older folks because I feel, I mean, they still put on a great show. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to prove at uh, the Roxy Theater in Russellville, Alabama, every year you can catch Ronnie McDowell, who is my number four, because Ronnie McDowell does half a show of his music and half a show of an Elvis impersonation or tribute. And he is as good as Elvis as anybody I've ever seen. So, Ronnie McDowell, number four. My number four goes all the way back to the early 80s, back in college, is Air Supply. They came to to Harding University and put on a come on, (laughs) put on a show there, and it was it was a neat show. Okay, all right, my number three, and I actually worked this concert as a member of the special events committee over at MTSU. Uh, I was going to say this has got to be one of them. Yeah, Stevie Wonder in the round at Murphy Center. Four o'clock, we were loading out, or we finished up loadout. It was, but the show was worth it. It's good stuff. So, uh, yeah, I bet. My number three, uh, Iron City in Birmingham, before all the hits were hits, Luke Combs and Muscadine Bloodline uh, sold out show at Iron City in Birmingham. Just uh, Luke Combs is a party. Uh, any Anytime you go to a Luke Combs show, whether it's in Thompson Bowling Arena, which I've seen, or at Iron City in Birmingham, it's a party. Uh, and that's a lot of fun. So really enjoyed that. My number three, uh, I don't know if you call it a concert or a nighttime club performance. It was at B.B. King's Club, and it was actually B.B. King. I actually got to see him 
uh, perform at his nightclub uh, in Memphis. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat. I don't know. That's number three, but <laughs> if that's <laughs> number three. I can't wait to see the first. Well, season. again, uh, I didn't get to see the whole thing because we came in late. But it Still. was, uh, yeah, it was just walking thing. in off Beal and wa- yeah. and seeing BB up in, on the in stage. his own nightclub. Yeah, yeah that, that hey, was that's a neat a, experience. That's a great. Sp- I love Beal. Yeah. I've not been down there in a long time. They tell we me it's go. gotten pretty dangerous. But yeah, we should go. But um, there, there are some nice spots down there in um, Blue City Cafe. Get the um, crab au gratin. Anyway, <laughs> my number two is Tina Turner again. Murphy Center, MTSU, back in the mid eighties. <laughs> you were lucky to see a lot of these acts. I, I wish I, I would have seen. <laughs> Tina I mean, puts on a. She put on a show. For me, I don't know this. I don't I haven't been to a whole lot of like concerts, but uh, Murphy Center used to be a great, great concert venue. Um, you know, obviously that was back before Bridgestone yeah. and everything else, but that was a big time tour stop for sure a lot of musical acts. And there's a great YouTube video and that kind of thing up on some of the concerts that were held there. My number two. Garth Brooks, because he's the entertainer, the consummate entertainer. My number two is back in college against Michael Iceberg, uh, and he he again played the synthesizer. Take you pull out any three notes. One of his big things was he pull out three notes and do a song right there on stage from it. That's awesome. Number two, Tina Turner was my number oh, two. I'm sorry, yeah, that was number two. <laughs> number one then. Number one. Um, Michael Jackson victory tour, oh, Neyland Stadium. This guy. All right. My number one, Eric Church at Crossroads Bar in Huntsville, Alabama. Greatest concert I've ever seen. Yeah, nothing will ever top it. Ever. My number one was a couple of years ago, a Father's Day present from my daughter. We got to go see Chicago in Little Rock. Uh, I think they called it their Generations Tour. They did 20-some songs. Every one of them were number one hits from the, their history. They're awesome. It was a great, great concert. I and probably should have had Steely Dan, Michael McDonald, uh, Steely Dan Doobie Brothers that I went to see a couple of years ago at the a um, Sand Amphitheater on my list. But um, I went a little farther back. It's good. At, uh, I'm telling you, man. These are these are these are some lists. So check it out. SM TN or SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter. We'll have a poll up in just a minute. Thanks for, for hanging out with us on WZYX, WKOM, Facebook, and Twitter. For Coach Mike and Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Shaw saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia. Cool,